This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Blue Wire. Let's park this ship. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? And we're live. Sorry, I, oh, you know the like Mario theme song. <laughs> Do I know like the Mario theme song? <laughs> well, there's several themes, Audrey. If you're familiar with the Mario franchise, which I'm sure you're not, I'm really not. <laughs> so is it the one that's like da da da? Yes, da 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 da. That's the, the one that's stuck in. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google Mario <laughs> Mario theme song Vine Child. I'll put a link in the episode description. Hi, Audrey. Hi, Christina. Welcome back to Puck Bunnies, the hockey podcast that's brought to you by Blue Wire. <laughs> and Brooklyn. How have you been? How's your week been? You know, uh, it was my first week back from vacation, so it sucked ass, actually. It was very bad. I'm really sorry. It wasn't bad. It was just like, who am I? What am I doing? Who are you? All of you people. Why doesn't... I... So here's here's what really went bad. So our company is going through a migration from one Office 365 environment to another Office 365 environment. Yes. And anyone who understands those words is whenever they hear this, their balls are just going to like, because <laughs> like, it's, it's awful. It's really, there's no, there's no built in migration tool. I forgot my password <laughs> on the new side and that took about three days to fix uh so i i really never long bottomed that one that is the 21st century baby we've come a long way but uh anyway work's been good other than that don't have any thoughts what about you i was on vacation this week i just got back she's glowing folks thank you everybody for leaving me alone for six full days 
Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Turn 26. This was my last week of vacation before the U.S. presidential election in November. So very much appreciate not having to do anything hockey related or my real job related for a few days because now we are going to do all the stuff for the next few months and beyond. (laughs) I know. Yeah, we're going to labor as if there will be a hockey season and an election. (laughs) Two things that are definitely going to happen. Okay, so speaking of things that don't matter and, like, are fake, Mm -hmm. we should talk, we should touch on the NHL award nominations that came out this week. What are these things? Like, I don't really understand the voting process for them. Do you know that? Doesn't the press vote on it? Yes. Ridiculous. It's like the Oscars, kind of, where it's the press, like, the Hockey Writers Association, basically, that nominates people. The NHL awards are maybe the most pointless award. Like, I just feel like all sports awards for leadership or gentlemanliness or whatever etiquette related awards that they give out. That's if you're not winning the Stanley Cup or a medal at the Olympics, like they don't they don't Mm. matter. Right. The award is already is built into the game. (laughs) Nobody goes into the NHL, works their ass off for 10, 15 years from the time that they were a wee babe to be like, my goal is to win the Marc Messier leadership award. (laughs) Like nobody is saying that. The only one that kind of makes sense is the Calder, but that's just like rookie of the year. Like every other every other sports has that baby of the year like kindergarten graduation where it's largely meaningless but it is very cute to watch right i mean it will have a lot of meaning to me if quinn hughes gets it over his brother (laughs) who like went first in the draft that's middle child supremacy right there and i'm not i'm not even a middle child i just have a lot of like affinity for middle children as the oldest child meaning the parent of my entire family so we got a text. Happy birthday, Audrey. Oh, thank you. Bunnies, I'm sure you'll talk about it, but who should win the Calder? Noted child, Kale McCarr, or always stoned huggy bear, Quinn Hughes? Okay, just sidebar, why does everybody think that Quinn Hughes is stoned all the time? Because he looks like he's stoned all the time. I would love that if that were true. To answer this question, first... Never be sure that we're going to talk about anything. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we miss. Okay, so I do want to get your thoughts on who you want to win the Calder. Quinn. No question. I want you. No question? No question. First of all, I really enjoy that the Calder conversation has more or less come down to two defensemen. Love that. Okay, Quinn Hughes is 20. He has scored 53 points in 68 games. That's so many. Quinn Hughes has led all the rookies this year in assists and power play assists and power play points. He has 25 power play points, which is pretty impressive. And then Kale McCarr, who's 21, plays for the Colorado Avalanche. He comes in second to Quinn in assists, power play assists, and power play points. I believe he was probably getting a little bit less ice time just because the Avs are a better team. All around than the Canucks are. That is the thing. I feel like the Calder so often goes to like the best little boy on the worst team. Yeah, and like it that, that's definitely what happened with Elias. That's why he won because goodness gracious, the, the Canucks are not very good. And so that's what I can see happening again with Quinn Hughes because the Abs have the opportunity to, to go pretty far in the playoffs should they happen. 
Right. And if you're pulling more weight on a team that uh, you're doing the best you can and it's still not very good, Quinn should win the Calder just for spending almost an entire full season paired with Chris Tanev, who... Listen, I'm sure he had a great time. Breaks his femur like once every five games. I feel like they probably vibe together. Like, I feel like Chris oh, absolutely. Tanev is like an evolved Quinn Hughes. <laughs> Punished Quinn. That's Quinn Hughes after he has the Moonstone. You know, he like, me, Chris Tanev. <laughs> so the other award that was <laughs> we discussed this week was the highly treasured, highly favored Lady Bing. Lady Bong. The Gentleman's Award. The Gentleman's Award. Which, okay, it's come down to Nathan yes. McKinnon. Love that. Love to see it. He seems like a nice guy. Ryan O'Reilly crashed his car into a Tim Hortons once. That's fine. We all do it. We all make mistakes. And Austin Matthews. Who just um, scared a woman into her vehicle and was arrested for it. Okay, unclear if he was arrested or just cited and then brought in. We don't want There's to There's a lot seen. of allegations being thrown around, correct, in our information about this incident. The official Puck Bunny's stance is that he got in trouble in Arizona. If you guys will think back to last summer, a simpler time, some Habs fan in a stroke of mischievous genius, uh, I guess was just Googling like Austin Matthews arrest warrants or something. Like who knows how this came about, but found record of like basically a citation that he had gotten for harassing a female security guard. He wasn't alone. He was with a group of friends. They were all like very intoxicated. And he apparently, they were like knocking on the window of her car or something and just like kind of being generally physically intimidating. And then somewhere in that, he he mooned her or something, but... God, what a fucking group of baboons. For some reason, I thought that we had talked about this on the podcast, but I forgot that it happened like last summer. I'm sure we did talk about it at the beginning of the season because it came out, I think, just a couple weeks before training camp because there was this big press conference where Mm -hmm. he was back in Toronto and then it was Kyle Dubas and Austin. What was crazy is that like the Leafs definitely were not going to say anything about it until somebody found the paperwork. There was no plan to address this at all until they were caught. And it was so funny because Kyle Dubas et al. all pretended like they didn't know. They're like, we found out at the same time you did. And they tried to be very candid about it. And I'm like, Kyle, I see you. You can get one over in all the hockey media because they're all like dumb and stupid. Everybody knows that you knew because you're his father, basically. He's going to call. He's your If I'm Austin Matthews, who's my first call? It's going to be Kyle Dubas. At the time, it was probably told his parents. His parents were like, you have to tell your coach. And the coach was like, you have to tell the GM. And here we are. So the Lady Bing Award is not for the nicest guy in the NHL. Because it would be Dougie every year. (laughs) It would be Dougie. Or it would be Sarsenko or something. There's a bunch of sweeties in the NHL. It is for the person who is like the most sportsmanlike and gets the fewest penalties, I think. The fewest overall penalty minutes. Again, something boring that doesn't matter. Audrey, so you were talking a lot about hockey a little bit ago about Kayla McCarr. I totally zoned out. I was like, oh my God. Forgot that I don't like hockey. I just like the idea of hockey. I want to appeal to a wide audience because I know there's people (laughs) who listen to this podcast who actually care about quote unquote, the rules and the details and the stats. And sometimes I want to throw them a bone. Anyway, can we get a Nathan McKinnon for Lady Bing 2020 going in the chat? 
please update me on uh, the CBA. I'm dying <laughs> to hear about it. I don't fucking believe you. Don't condescend to me. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember. I hope you do. But we discussed the collective bargaining agreement. And it has been approved by the NHL and by the players. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of update around that. Hand in hand with the reopening plan for the NHL. Exactly. Before we talk about anything else, you have to understand that the CBA is the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners. And this is the only way to get everyone to agree is the only way that we were going to have a season this summer. At this point, it was basically a formality to get it signed. But it was a, it was a whole summer of pretty intense negotiations. To start to play, to, I mean, what is, it, what is it their initiative? Return to called? play. Return to the start. Back to the future. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get to NHL colon Star Wars, <laughs> the CBA had to get approved. And in this agreement, they have decided to keep the salary cap flat for the next three years, which fucking sucks for the players. But in exchange for that, there's going to be new higher salaries for all players. Like the league minimum is going to go up to 700 and then it's going to go all the way up to 900, I believe. And this is also like very nerdy, but I thought it was really interesting. You know how some players have no move and no trade restrictions in their contracts? Yes. Whenever those players actually do get traded, it's actually a huge problem. Because obviously those players want those clauses to move with them. Right, right, right. But they basically have to get it written into their new contract. So now those clauses will stick to the player, basically like an IRA. Yes, it's a huge hassle. And it's like this incredibly complicated thing that any team who wants to sign them has to think about. Playing 4D chess. Exactly. So, so, I mean, if you want to play 5D chess, teams can also no longer include conditional draft picks in trades that are tied to a player resigning with the new team. That's like the Zuccarello trade to the Wilds. Bad day for us, personally. Bad day for me, personally. A bad day for the Rangers uh, now. (laughs) This was basically to avoid players feeling like it prevented them from re-signing with the team that had just traded them. Because then their team, types of team, would be better off just not resigning them. Right, right, right. So the 2020 Stanley Cup Final will begin on September 22nd, and it will end no later than October 4th. (laughs) October 4th, 2021. (laughs) I'm looking at these dates, and I'm like, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, The draft will be uh, on October 9th and 10th. They're going to do it on espn.com and just be like set it to auto draft it's fine state draft here we go the main date the main date that you need to know though is that the new season will begin on december 2nd the new season being winter we are just barreling ahead we're doing the damn thing well tomorrow's the 20th teams are expected to travel to edmonton and toronto on july 26th Bon voyage between the 28th and the 30th they will all play an exhibition game why are they doing the exhibition games? Is that just a conditioning thing or the dress thing? rehearsal? Just get the max. <laughs> yeah, I understand like the logic behind doing a dress rehearsal before your big performance. <laughs> Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. 
On the entertainment side, Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team to bring you a brand new segment, The Isis Right. Floyd talks about all his jewelry and gives you the chance to bet on the cost of his bling to win some great prizes. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. The other wrinkle in this is that as players go to the bubbles, as we get closer and closer to the quote-unquote playoffs, there seem to be some issues in testing, in access to testing, that I think are hopefully not going to intensify. But if the rest of North America is setting a standard, uh, I do expect this to be problematic. Three players on the Montreal Canadiens have tested positive for coronavirus. Two of them were coming in from places that like, they basically weren't following phase two protocol. So they were coming from Sweden. So I mean, it's pretty easy to uh, narrow it down who that was. This is already happening in, in the bubbles. And I cannot imagine that it's going to get any better when they're all in the same big bubble. And it just goes to show how hard it is to, to maintain the level of quarantine that they needed to do. Now, the real interesting thing here is that the Habs are saying that two of these tests were false positives, which is a really common thing that's been happening in coronavirus testing. So how teams are going to start handling this and like the streamlining of this kind of protocol is going to be interesting to watch. What's even more interesting is the NHL's protocol involving disclosing player illnesses is the most stringent in the leagues that are returning. So in almost every other league, basically there's no obligation to release when someone has tested positive for, for coronavirus. But the NHL has affirmed again and again, that like, yeah, we're going to be running regular reports. And yes, teams have an obligation to report to us when their players test positive. But at the same time, they can also scratch players for no reason. What I'm anticipating is that, like, at some point, imagine if, like, the Pens are playing. You are obsessed with Sidney Crosby getting coronavirus. You, you want this so bad. It's within the realm of possibility. Like, the man has gotten mugged. You want it to happen <laughs> so bad. You heard it here first. Audrey really, 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 really wants Sidney Crosby to get coronavirus. <laughs> no, 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 no. But just, like, imagine five minutes before the Pens come out for warm-ups. The team is like, actually, Crosby isn't playing tonight. They don't have to say why under these protocols. So you're just immediately going to have people speculating that they've tested positive. Here's the thing. That's not any different to me than injuries that happen during the regular season. This is actually something that to me isn't that big of a deal. Because all the time you have players getting scratched for like stupid or mysterious reasons. And all the time you have people speculating about why they got scratched. And so I actually think this is going to be something that's going to go a little bit smoother than you would think. This is going to be one of the more normal things actually about what's going to be happening. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, did you see friend of the podcast, uh, St. Louis Blue, Mr. Sarsenko, saying what he needed? Wasn't he just like, I need food and a place to rest my head Yes, that's exactly what he said. And boy, did hockey media love that he said that. Because it is the Russian machine only needs oil and garage. 
It's so cool. Yeah, exactly. I cannot wait to see how this Spartan warrior mentality plays out for the next couple of months. Because the reality is, is yes, I, I actually believe it when he says all he needs is like a cot and some bread to go. And I believe that, that probably a lot of the Russian guys are like that. But I don't think most of the league is like that. I think a lot of them are going to be quite unhappy with the conditions that they find. Yes. What I keep thinking about is all the guys who very specifically scheduled their children to be born during the summer last year. Can you imagine? They were just like pumping away nine months ago being like, oh, fuck, it's going to be so great to have a baby after I win the Stanley Cup. It's going to be so great. I'm going to win the cup. I'm going to come home. I'm going to be able to like have some time off during my child's first three months of life. And now they are being whisked away to Edmonton. (laughs) They wanted to put the baby in the cup so bad. And instead, they'll be putting their ass on the plane and going to Edmonton. (laughs) Putting their ass right in some hazmat suits. Also, just like to file away in further signs from God that like this should not be happening. The Edmonton... (laughs) Rogers Place, the very large arena that is being used for the playoffs. Two nights ago, they had like a very, very serious hailstorm there. And part of the roof collapsed. I hate it when that happened. Yeah, and it flooded severely. Pastor Kane was actually quoted saying like, yeah, it's almost like they don't want us to play this. Yeah. Almost. It's almost like that. You're almost there, bud. You're almost there. (laughs) I do wonder. I, I bet he is probably one of the guys who is more ambivalent about doing this. I don't know why, but I get that vibe from some of them that, like, they could take it or leave it. I think that there are a lot of players who know realistically that they are not going to be playing in the Stanley Cup Finals who are like, what is the point of us going to do this? Their regular season ended early and they got their minds set in a, okay, I guess this is how it's going to be, you know, October or January or whatever. And adapted to that mindset was like, great, I'm going to train really hard. I'm going to improve this. I'm going to improve that. I'm going to heal from whatever injuries I've got going on. And then the NHL dropped this plan and they were like, oh, fuck, 24 teams? Are you sure? I know, it's incredible. But you know what? The flip side of that is, is you see a lot of players who were out with injuries who were saying, oh my God, I'm ready to fucking go. Like Kentney on the caps. Right, Steven Samkos. I, I get chills just when I'm thinking about it. These guys who are, oh God, I'm such a cancer rising. Like these guys who are getting a second shot. How excited are you to see Dougie back in action? She's making a face, folks. <laughs> I just hope he can go out and have a good time with his friends. While you have this dreamy expression on your face, should we take some calls? The first call is a text. (laughs) Happy birthday, Audrey. Which player do you think would throw the best or worst party for you? I love this question. This is actually a very easy answer in terms of who the best player to throw a party for me would be, and it would be Jonathan Taves. Oh my god. God, it would be so good. It wouldn't be a party. It would be He would be like, hey, we're going backpacking for a long weekend in like Monument Valley. And I'd be like, that's perfect. Love it. And then we would go do that. And that's lovely. worst player to plan a party for me would be any NHL player under the age of 23. That's like such an intimate thing to do for someone. Throw a party for them. I hate parties. And I have such a control thing about them. I've only thrown one party, and it did go well, by the way. So I like your idea, which is just to not have one, which is you actually didn't answer the question, but that's fine. 
Hi, Bunny. First time, long time. Calling from Victoria, British Columbia. Um, my question for you guys is, assuming uh, you get the call from an NHL team to go into the bubble here, uh, what are you looking forward to most in the TV broadcast? Uh, is there anything you guys would like to see in particular? I know I'm looking forward to seeing some of the interesting camera angles that they're able to do with all the fans in the crowd. And I saw that in uh, one of the Korean baseball leagues, they put stuffies in the crowd so that the arena looks full. Uh, just wondering what you guys would like to see or are looking forward to. Thanks. Uh, look forward to hearing you guys' answer. Bye. I actually haven't uh, seen any of the Korean baseball stuff just because I don't like baseball. And also, I've had a lot going on. What is he talking about in terms like the interesting camera angles? Are they, can they just get places where they normally can't go? Yeah. So they can do all kinds of weird robotic shit with the cameras now that there's nobody in the stands oh, cool. and stuff. So that's cool. What I'm looking forward to, I think, is uh, all the ways it could possibly go wrong. We're gonna get some really awkward angles and cutaways, which will which will be fun. But also, I think we're gonna get a lot of players just straight up saying slurs, and we're we're gonna see them. I think we're gonna hear the f word so many times. Both f words. Both kinds. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like a very interesting way to view. It's almost like we're gonna be at a hockey scrimmage more than we're gonna be at a hockey game because I feel like for so many of these players, part of it is being is hearing the scream. Part of it is the atmosphere because it's like yeah. that war atmosphere. It's endorphins, baby. And so they're gonna have to get their endorphins elsewhere. And my goodness, where are they gonna find? They it? will have to find strength in each other. And there's only one bed. For me, it seems like such an opportunity for an enterprising duo, perhaps, to get a really great behind-the-scenes look at the teams. I, I really hope, for real, that there is some sort of documentary crew that's following around some of these teams, because this is obviously Once unprecedented. We hope. And all the guys are going to be in the same place. They're going to be playing games pretty quickly, one after another. And it's almost like the Olympics, but in hell. It's just such an amazing opportunity to get a lot of great content and see how these players interact under situations that they shouldn't be in. It's like that tweet that's like, I feel bad for our country, I really do, but this is tremendous content. That's basically yes. how I feel about um, everything that's happening right now. It, I do feel that because like as someone with ADHD, it's great because I am so fucking stimulated all the time just because there's so much to stimulate myself with. But I also know that I'm going to get cracked out on all of How this. do you feel about the plan that kind of got leaked this past week about the league emailing season ticket holders to record themselves making crowd noises and submitting them to be used for undisclosed purposes? First of all, I love the idea that season ticket holders are the first people to get, like, press ganged into doing this. I'd like some 70-year-old white men to record themselves <laughs> dancing to shipping up to Boston, which is a real thing that they ask Boston fans to do. That is a thing. It's just, like, there's a huge disconnect in who season ticket holders right. are. Most season ticket holders are just some orthodontist in Nashville who owns several practices and has pretty good seats at the press. Exactly. Or in D.C., a lot of times 
firms, firms, right? Like marketing firms, consulting firms will buy season tickets and take clients to games or give their tickets to clients. So once again, not sure how well thought out this uh, plan was, but hopefully it will kind of trickle down and we'll start seeing normal people <laughs> being asked to do stuff. What if they asked us? I would not do it. I would do it. I would I would make some crowd noise. Actually, I would do it for but only for the Arizona Coyotes. I would send them something, but it wouldn't be what they asked for. <laughs> it would be anything <laughs> but what they asked for. What I did find was really funny is that most of the teams are like asking for 15 seconds of you dancing to our goal song or like reacting to the goal horn or chanting the goalie's name. And then in Winnipeg, they were asked for 10 to 30 seconds of telling us why you are proud to be a Winnipegger and ending with <laughs> passionate statements of we are Winnipeg. We are Peg City has a ring to it. You guys need to take it down like a notch. It's not like Miss America. It's, it's fake hockey. Here's another text that we got this week from a lovely listener who says, I live in LA. My friend keeps getting hit up by Michael Del Zotto to come hang out <laughs> in Orange County. Should she see him or should we catfish him? I would like to say my friend keeps getting hit up by Michael Delzato to come hang out in Orange County. It's the worst <laughs> sentence I have ever read. By definition, it's too late to catfish him. He already knows who you are. Yeah, unless you're going to say like, oh, it's one of my hot friends. Your only options are to do it or to ghost him and just ignore him and, and blow him off. And obviously, Christine and I think that you should hang out with him. Yeah, like I actually texted Audrey about this before we started recording because I was like, oh my God, this girl has to do you it. You have to do it. I would do one ride with Michael Delzato. I would get Blotto with Michael Delzato. Stanley Cup champion, Michael Delzato. Michael Delzato, name on the cup. Yeah, he's got his name on the cup. It was probably just for running bleachers the fastest during all the, the, the games he was scratched for. I'll say it. He's not that no, looking. He's, we know he's got like a six pack. We know he's jacked. And he'll probably like pay for your drink. And he loves porn stars. <laughs> you have to do it. You have to. Please do it. Please do it and report back. Okay. This is kind of it. Since Audrey decided to break her microphone or her internet or something right in the middle of our podcast. So finally, it's just you and me. And now that I have you alone, I just really like to say, call in your questions or suggestions for next week's episode at 774-318-6952. You can follow us on Twitter at at puckbunnies underscore pod or on Instagram at at puckbunniespod, no underscore. Throw us some money. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. I'm Christina, that was Audrey, and this has been Puck Bunnies. Running for my own life now I'm really turning some time Looking up to the sky for Something I may never find Stop calling It's time to 
Shattered 